Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Yes, we are doing a Friday episode here, shockingly. Today, we're going to talk about the cluster bees. Now, I have a lot of episodes on kind of the shenanigans of the cluster bees, but I thought it'd be good to do a new one. The cluster bee personality disorders are a, a category of mental health disorders found in the DSM, the Diagnostical Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders. I think they're on the fifth edition now. And the cluster Bs, as opposed to the cluster As, cluster Cs, those are like schizophrenics, for example. Uh, Cluster Bs are ones that have to do with kind of emotional issues that stem from intersexual relations or interpersonal relations. So the four cluster Bs are going to be histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and antisocial. And we're not going to spend too much time on like what each of them is, uh, but I, I think movies do a better job on one level of demonstrating this. Now, some of the movie examples, are, of course, are hyperbolic because they're movies. But at the same time, if any of you have ever had interactions with these people, uh, it can affect you to the core. So all of them will use love bombing. Love bombing is a very common mo of these types of people well i think a good example of it would be like christian gray in the 50 shades of gray movies or even like in the television show the bachelor where somebody comes on you too strong too fast they will lavish you with adulation and attention of course they're going to be moved very quickly sexually to discombobulate you if they have the money they're going to fly you around the world to overwhelm you if they have the ability, they're going to profile you ahead of time because they'll, they'll be able to sense through social media or just through early interactions with you. For let's say you're a social conservative or a social liberal or whatever it is, and they'll morph themselves uh, to to fit what you want in somebody. Now, this again, the men and women both do this. And so when you meet this person, you're just overwhelmed. You're like, oh my god, I finally met somebody. Da 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 da. They're amazing. The person of my dreams. Uh, so all four of them will use that. But they're all a little different. Like histrionic, I guess, is best exemplified by over overreactions in public. You know, the da da da. You know, the finger snapping. You typically, not to generalize, you see this a lot in the African American community. Women, you know, just over the top. Uh, borderline is going to be, I guess, if you encapsulate it, it's the I can't have you, nobody can, as best demonstrated in movies like Fatal Attraction and Beyonce's movie Obsessed. And uh, J Lo's movie The Boy Next Door and Swim Fan and there, you know there's there's been quite a lot of movies The Roommate. Antisocial personality disorders typically uh, we used to call that sociopathy or psychopathy like the serial killer but antisocial is, it's a lot more nuanced than that. Uh, all of them 
Certainly, I would tell you the NPDs and the antisocials have a problem to, to differentiating between right and wrong. They lack a moral compass and so forth. But in terms of your day in, day out, you, you have to be careful for the cluster Bs. And the, the main reason, of course, you, you know, we could say the exaggerated reason is because they could kill you. But I would tell you that these people are very hard to live with. And a lot of emotional, psychological, verbal abuse comes from these people. And I, I want to bring this up because Ian Griffith, the old Welsh actor who's probably famous, most famous for being in the Fantastic Four movies, the original ones with Jessica Alba. He is in a court case with his ex-wife and through the court documents, uh, I think he gives a good examples of, of what it's like to be married to this type of cluster B. And again, women, it can happen, men could be doing this. But he has in the court paperwork how uh, they have two children how she's constantly yelling at, at him in front of the kids, you're worthless, you're a horrible piece of crap. He, he, he said that she used to say that he has saggy vagina eyes and make fun of his, his hair loss and how you're a nobody. And I find it interesting because it's like, he was at one point, and in England he still gets roles, but you know, he was headlining a gigantic movie like the Fantastic Four. But it's, it's interesting, like no matter how much you do for a woman, it's not enough, right? So this, this woman could say that he's he's a nobody. Well, you know, he is a Hollywood actor that would be recognizable, even if it's only for a few movies, but it's not enough. But he was testifying how she would just berate him in front of the kids all the time. And this, of course, is, is, is emotional abuse. It's abuse to the children. What do the kids learn when, when they hear their mother tell their father in front of them, your, your dad's a horrible piece of crap, he's worthless, he's a loser? The, the girls, the daughters, they, they learn from that that it's okay to speak to men that way and these are going to be future ragers. And the boys learn that it's okay to be talked to that way. And lots of times that uh, they're eventually going to marry their mom, so to speak. They'll just be attracted to these ragers because they think that's normal. That's all they know because that's what they learned when they were young. Also, he mentions in court documents that she threatened to call the cop, hit herself, call the cops, and blame it on him. Classic cluster B, classic borderline. You see this uh, exemplified in the movie Gone Girl. That he, uh, that she also was going to write up a fake journal, testifying that she had been a victim of physical abuse and emotional abuse throughout their marriage, and even writing in the diaries that their children were sexually abused by him. She threatened to also tell everybody uh, in his life that he was an alcoholic and drug addict, which of course would completely derail his career and so forth. And a lot of these things are classic cluster B stuff. The classic, you will never leave me. If you leave me, I will destroy you. If you leave me, you'll never see the children ever again. If you leave me, blah, 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 blah. And of course the irony is like when when men say this to women, think, I think this is best typified by Tyler Perry movies. When women are the subject of this type of abuse, nobody doesn't believe them. Everybody's credulous. They're like, yeah, we've seen enough Tyler Perry movies where we do believe that there are men who beat the crap out of their women and, and psychologically abuse them and hijack them that way. But when we say, well, you know, women do this as well, it's like, what? Women are pure as daily, you know, pure as, as the driven snow. They are not capable of this. Now, luckily, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp hearing, I think, is shedding more light on the false allegations that women can levy on men. 
But the typical man doesn't have the legal, uh, uh, the legal team that Johnny Depp has. And so when you have a cluster B who alleges false abuse or even tries to get you fired, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorn, just make up stuff about, about you at work, you're embezzling or doing something like that, or calls the cops, hits yourself with a hammer and says you did it. The common man doesn't have the same recourse as Johnny Depp. The common man is going to be thrown in jail because that's the Duluth model of law enforcement. Somebody's got to be pulled in if there's some sort of abuse shown on either sex. Someone's going to be called in. So they could lose their job or be put on probation. They have to hire a lawyer. They have to spend tons of money on legal fees for a false allegation. This happens. I remember reading a study that came out of England two, three years ago that 40% of abuse is female to male. Now, we never hear this because we need to maintain the trope and narrative that the only people that abuse other people are men to women. But it happens, but men don't bring it up when women rage or threaten them, threaten their life. They put the gun in front of the table and say, if you ever leave me, I'm going to do this to you. Right? We can't bring these up because it makes the man look less masculine. How many male-only shelters are there in America? If a man tells people that my wife or my ex-girlfriend or whatever hits me, throws things at me, berates me, what are most people going to say? What did you do to deserve this? We would never say that to a woman who comes up and has the strength to say that my husband's beating me. We would never say that. We believe her. But when a man says it, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? And look, I get it. There are a lot of couples that are like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. They probably get off on getting drugged up or, out, or drunk and then saying horrible things and throwing things at each other and then making up with crazy sex and then pooping on each other. She's like, I, I understand there's these mercurial, volatile relationships that some people get off on. But many times, men and women, again, this applies to both sexes. You need to be careful and vet whatever person you're going to marry or bring into your life. Because you don't know, you know, when you meet people, you're meeting their ambassador, you're not reading, they're not meeting their real you, they're not going to tell you on the first date, hey, I'm a raging alcoholic or a rageaholic, or I have, you know, these underlying narcissistic personality disorder issues or, or whatever it is. They're not going to tell you that. So you have to use your discernment. And this is one of the many reasons why it's good to, to go your own way and just be MGTOW monk. Because you just don't know. People hide things well, people bait and switch very well. And then if any of you have ever been in this situation, where you're in a relationship, but the person uh, does these things, who's abusing you in different levels, uh, it's hard, especially if you have children, to leave. They say that it takes the average person seven to eight times to eventually leave an abusive relationship. Like they'll drive to a hotel and just park in the parking lot because they know if I do this, my ex is going to destroy me maybe. you know, They live in fear and we have to sympathize for these people because it's a horrible thing, men and women, to deal with this. And so in closing, my cautionary tale to you is <laughs> stay single because, you know, I always say McDonald Monk is, not the, is the most prudent way to live your life. It might not be the most exciting way, but if you notice in your life that you are attracting a lot of unhinged people, cluster B personality people, then you got to look in the mirror. You are attracting these people. See, a lot of, lots of times when a man dates a woman or, or and eventually they divorce and statistically women initiate divorce 70 to 90% of the time. The man will be, well, not all women are like that. Nawalt, Nawalt, it was just her. I'm going to go back on the dating market. And then slowly they start realizing, well, oh, yeah. 
You know, you can't exorcise out of a woman solipsism and hypergamy and, and so forth. And if you notice that a lot of the women in your life are like this, then uh, you need to kind of introspect and realize there's something with me that I'm attracting these people. Also, you need to realize that the court system is set up to destroy you, the man, and not the woman. The court system is set up to give the women custody of the kids 85% of the time. The, cut, the, the, the system is set up to take the kids away from you, to take half, if not more, of your assets away from you, to take your children away from you for, and, and, and saddle you with alimony if you live in the wrong state, and saddle you with the extortion tax that is child support for a decision that you didn't make. And this is why there's a lot of frustration in the MGTOW community, because in more, more often than not, the man did not ask for the divorce, but the man is saddled with the check to pay for divorce in the form of alimony, child support, and a decision that he didn't make. And he never sees his kids. And then every tax season, he's gotta pay taxes on child support that's taken from him, even though he never sees that income, whereas the woman can use that child support and not have to be taxed on it. And then of course, many times, women will move on with a richer man, because women are wired to be with men who make more money than them. That is just hypergamy, that's in their nature. And so you're still saddled paying child support, paying 30% to child support on a decision you didn't make, alimony, and then she moves on and moves in with the doctor, lawyer, accountant, CEO, whatever, and making tons of money. He doesn't even need your child support. But she's not going to pass up that money. So guys, just understand in closing, just be weary of relationships and just have a, a little cynical bent to it. And just, if you're going to date, please vet the person very, very well. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Donate some shekels to help defray the cost of hosting this in a server, as I do not make any money from this endeavor. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website that has all the articles, has all the prior episodes. And lastly, please subscribe or follow to The Awakened Man, to The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and to Confessions of Anobi Shah, the three feeds that I do. Till next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time. Music, courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>